0: It is October 9th, 2023. This is a special little bonus podcast version of Rook. I'm Gian Gomeshi. Hello to you from Toronto. Salam dustana Aziz to Here with Smart Pega in the Rook studio. Hi, Pega. Hello. This is, um, we're going to be back with our regular big edition of Rook on Thursday, which will be show two hundred and ninety. Let's call this episode two eighty nine point five. <laughs> it's a, a bonus podcast Nobel and Narges I R I and Hamas. And um there's been a couple of developments in the last three days that we felt we could not let pass by without some comments, so we thought we'd do a, a bonus podcast. First of all, for those of you listening to us from Canada, which is where we're seated right now, in Toronto, in Canada, happy Thanksgiving. Yes,
1: happy Thanksgiving.
0: I know that American Americans don't understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Thanksgiving no. is not until November for That's them. That's right. But uh, today is... Th- is today Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, um, It's Thanksgiving Monday.
1: It's Thanksgiving Monday. I think Thanksgiving was technically yesterday. Yesterday. Right.
0: But anyway, um, for those of you celebrating Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or giving thanks, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, there are big things happening in the world. This yes. comes as no surprise to anyone that are not unrelated to Iran. And we felt like we had to do this bo- uh, mm-hmm. bonus podcast. To um, We thought, let's do a little roundup here before we get to Thursday. Um, the big things happening. I'm not only talking about Arsenal's stunning <laughs> and well-deserved <Here> we go. <laughs> and gorgeous last-minute victory over Man City yesterday. Although we do need to maybe devote a month of pods uh, just to that, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. to the the splendor of that victory <laughs> yesterday. But no, we want to talk about Nagas Mohammadi winning the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, pretty much one of the only things that could be more seismic than that is the absolutely devastating news coming out of Israel and Gaza over the last, couple of days that has been, of course, dominating headlines and news coverage and undoubtedly and unfortunately has an Iranian connection, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to the abhorrent actions of the Islamic Republic of Iran. So... We're going to get to both of those items on this short little bonus podcast here as a roundup. We are coming to you on rookmedia.com. And our platforms are Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Castbox. You know how people say my pronouns are? Our <laughs> platforms are. Exactly. Uh, if you like to see some visuals with Rook, switch over to YouTube. If you like your Rook descriptions and bulletins in English and in Persian, check us out on Telegram. And you can support us by pressing the support us button on the Rook Media site to go to our Patreon page, rookmedia.com. Support us. All right, let's talk about Narges mm-hmm. first. Um, hours after we posted <laughs> our most recent episode of Rook last Thursday night at Toronto time, uh, which was featuring, a, I did an essay about Armita. Mm-hmm. We did a big roundup and we had a big interview with Captain Chris Behnam here in the Rook studio. Hours after that, I mean, basically when we woke up Friday morning, Toronto time, we got news that imprisoned Iranian human rights advocate Nagis Mohammadi had won the Nobel Peace Prize. That's right, Big stuff. This was, without question, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not often that Iranians win the Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. Even less often, globally, that is, that it's handed to a woman, uh, it immediately felt like a significant rebuke of the theocratic leadership in Iran. It immediately felt like a boost for those who've been part of the uprising for freedom and change in Iran. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been, she's only the 19th woman in the history of the 122-year-old prize to win the wow. Nobel. So this is this is big stuff. And, and you know, kudos to Nagas Mohamedi, the head of the Norwegian Nobel Committee, Berit ries Anderson said, we hope to send the message to women all around the world that are living in conditions where they are systematically discriminated. Have the courage. Keep on going. We want to give the prize to encourage Nagis Mohammadi and the hundreds of thousands of people who've been crying for exactly women life freedom in Iran. This was, um, uh, I mean, you can tell something that's big news for the Iranian community when everybody's uh, in social media, was mm-hmm. immediately posting it and sort of high fiving. What was your reaction to this news, Pega?
1: You know, I think I was I was actually really happy when I when I saw the news, and not so much because of just the win in and of itself, but because of what it would mean and what I knew would upset the Islamic Republic. I mean, it wasn't so much about the win and about the fact that it was the Nobel Peace Prize it was more about the fact that you know this is definitely not what the islamic republic wants the last thing they want is for an advocate sitting behind the prison walls at evin to be nominated and then win As you know, the the, or become the winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, and to have her face plastered all over all sorts of news outlets for people to be celebrating her, to be talking about the woman life freedom movement, and therefore asking
0: who she is, why is she in jail, what's happening with people in Iran. Uh, Yeah, that's
1: right, that's right. So, because of that reason in particular, I was very, very
0: in the first few hours Mm -hmm. there after the announcement, there seemed to be. I feel like almost near universal celebration and excitement amongst mm-hmm. Iranians online, around the world. I took some solace <laughs> in that after all the sort of... Some
1: unity, finally? Yeah,
0: it felt like, there, okay, there are a few things that really unite us, this might have been one of them. Right. And then it kind of dissipated. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, okay, the handing of the Nobel Peace Prize is kind of beyond something that can be critical or can, can Um, once again, reveal our um, disunity in the community, etc. Then there was some (sighs) disunity. I mean, did did it surprise you that there started to be dissent about even the handing out of Nobel Peace Prize to a a person, an, an activist who's in jail in Iran?
1: Honestly, no. I wish I could say yes, but I knew it was just a matter of time before someone would come up and say something about her or about the prize or something about the controversy of the prize and all sorts of things. And that would cause, you know, the the age old disunity that we've, we've been seeing. But you know, I think I agree with you. I think there was a, a split second um, maybe towards the beginning where I was looking through my Instagram and looking at everyone posting it. I was thinking, okay, well, at least, you know, the first hundred people on my Instagram, everyone's on the same page. This is good news. Maybe we'll see more of it. But, um, no, it doesn't come as a surprise to me, Before
0: honestly. we get to some of the uh, uh, issues around this, um, do you want to say anything about her, to tell us a bit about her in the sense that, Uh, I mean, we know this is a prominent
1: Mm -hmm. voice
0: of dissent in Iran. She's been in jail 12 times now and she's in jail right now. What can you tell us about her?
1: So most recently, the sentence that she's actually serving right now is going to be for 10 years and nine months. Um, She was accused of actions against national security and propaganda against the state. Same bullshit thing that we've been hearing over the course of the last year and a bit. Um, She was also sentenced to 154 lashes, punishment that, you know, we think has already been carried out, not sure. Of course, travel bans, other bans, all sorts of things. But despite all of this, even throughout her time, you know, in evine she's been vocal. She's been sending recordings. Um, you know, I think there was a phone call um, recorded with her where you can actually hear the the woman chanting the woman life freedom slogan, and in between it cuts out and it says, you know, this is a call coming in from evine prison, and then again it continues, mm-hmm. and to hear that she's continuing this level of activism and to. Continue to be so brave despite being literally in prison being mm-hmm. you know um, whether it be lashes or all sorts of other um, you know we've heard about sexual assault, we've heard about torture, we've heard about psychological issues, all sorts of things despite all of that she continues to fight And I think that's one of the things that is really important to talk about when we're talking about Nagus is this continuous, bravery and you know the she's on this mission and she refuses to give it up and i think it's just you know more than anything that is what we should be celebrating the fact that this person is is not giving up
0: we did this uh, we did an interview with her but uh probably two and a half three years ago here mm-hmm. on rook she's an engineer mm-hmm. by training yeah. right
1: She actually, I think she has her degree in physics, and this isn't even where she started. It was, you know, it's something that I think at some point in her career she became so passionate about, and then she went to prison, I think back in 2003, and she lost her engineering job. And then from there, I think it sparked um, this activism and this fight.
0: And she's recently, there was a documentary that she was Mm. behind that came out, uh, like, that's been in, in the process. I mean, she's been, as you say, she's not just sitting... Uh, silently in prison. Exactly. I mean, she's been while whilst being imprisoned, very outspoken. Mm-hmm. So, the there are folks who are saying this is fine, but sort of meaningless and a symbolic gesture. And I had I saw one person uh, tweet that or X that uh, <laughs> that this is like Cherine getting the Grammy, mm-hmm. like. Who cares? It's a nice pat on the head. Right. Well, what do you think of that?
1: You know what? I'm not, I'm not naive to the fact that you know this is there's a bigger problem, uh, or there is bigger things at play. I mean, we've constantly talked about um, quote unquote Western nations enabling the Islamic Republic. Um, you know, on one hand saying here's a Grammy, and then on the other having the president give funds to the Islamic Republic or to invite you know the Islamic Republic to New York, and all of these same things that we've talked about for so long, but to me it's not meaningless because even if it's for a day or two you've got the whole world on twitter or x or wherever talking about this individual you're you're having people think or look up her name and say who is this person what has she done what's going on what is woman life freedom even if it's someone who has never heard of it before that's one extra person looking into what is actually happening and the atrocities that the islamic republic is is doing is, is you know and I think that in and of itself is enough for me to say it's not meaningless. Yes.
0: I, I think, I, I mean, I'm of a couple of minds. of it. First of all, Friday morning I was at the gym on the running on the treadmill, and there's, it was one of those gyms where they have like a bunch of different TV screens mm-hmm. all on different channels. And every single one of them, and one of them was a sports one, but right. all of them that had news, one of those 24-hour, 24-7 news channels. Right, right there was a couple of US ones, Canadian one. all of them kept cycling this news of the Nobel Peace Prize has been won by, and then they would explain who she is, and then they'd have a picture of her, and then they'd talk about the Islamic Republic of Iran, and then they'd talk about lack of democracy exactly. and freedom. All of that is very valuable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That said, you know, it does bother me that something like this can be used as an example of how the world is supporting the Iranian people. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to always dump on the President of the United States because there's all kinds of other culprits including our our Prime Minister in Canada we could look at in terms of contradictions and hypocrisy right. but Biden made a statement or Biden's made a statement quote unquote <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't know if, who knows if he wrote it or even you know saw it but it's a, it was from officially from the Biden president uh, this was the end of it. The United States will continue to stand with Ms Mohammadi with the brave people of Iran, with all of those around the world who are working with resilience and resolve to make our world more equal and free. Well,
1: no. Laughable.
0: You're doing deals with this murderous regime in Iran. I mean, sorry, but even the most staunch Democrat um, Mm -hmm. who loves Biden, and there's lots of reasons you can whatever. can, you know, we can look at the the American administration right now and say they're not, they have been going out of their way to, to uh, you know what what is the words here? Um, continue to stand with the brave people of wrong They really haven't. Who been. agrees <laughs> with that? So so then it feels like this is an excuse. Then it does feel like another pat on the head, another mm-hmm. White House norus Party, another Grammy, and now let's move on to the next thing. And and by the way, do a deal with the regime and yeah. and free up the six billion dollars and whatever. So. I'm sympathetic to the idea that these things can feel symbolic, mm-hmm. but I do think this ain't no, I mean, Nobel Peace Prize is serious stuff. Exactly. Um, and some of the reason why, I thought you make, you make a really good point. I think the immediate argument to anybody who's going, no, what's, who cares?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Iranian government cares. Exactly. Because they issued a statement oh saying, fuck you, Nobel Peace Prize, yeah, right? I mean... Exactly. Know, so clearly it meant something. And didn't the uh, our friend, uh, the buffoon, <laughs> the foreign friend. minister, didn't Hossein Amir Abdullahian oh suggest that actually not only should the Nobel Peace Prize should have not been given to Nagas Mohammadi, but, spoiler alert, it should be given to Qasem Soleimani, you yeah. know, not to mention he's been dead for a few years, right? So, I mean... They care. They, right? they
1: care a lot. I mean, look at it. This is the kind of thing that if I'm being really basic about it, it just pisses them off so much. And I think that in and of itself is reason enough for this to be important to everybody else, everybody, except for the Islamic Republic, we should be celebrating this for the fact that it bothers them. It, it goes against their agenda. It creates, you know, talk amongst everybody else in the world. There's more awareness brought to the scenario. That is exactly why I think, you know, despite the organizations or the governments or whoever else, yes, we've, we've talked about the problems with them, but aside from that, look at what this is doing. Look, at the the newsworthy topic that this has become and as a result people are asking about it thinking about it talking about it all sorts of things it
0: was an issue for some people mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly and I'm curious to get your take that uh, Nagis Mohammedi's politics in other words I, I think there's some sort of reformist angle with her yeah. and some feel like they didn't want to support this victory because it's supporting her politics that they don't totally agree with um let's take that one at a time I mean first of all when something like this happens mm-hmm. do should we care I mean assuming that they're against the regime should right. we care um, what their politics Past. are in terms of how they believe we need to achieve democracy in Iran
1: you know I I generally am of the view that when this kind of thing happens it's not the time to condemn it's the time to you know give praise and celebrate the the win i'm not saying the person necessarily but the win and what it means and all these things that we've been talking about so that that's my kind of general view on this but aside from that in the case of someone like nagis Mohammadi, i don't think we can even call her a reformist anymore i mean the woman has been in prison has been assaulted has been lashed has been fighting for exactly Mm -hmm. this from behind prison for how many years? How can we say that this individual... Because,
0: I mean, I guess because the, she could still have it a, a position that, for example, says mm, we should sign the JCPOA or with our, we should stop sanctions. Thing, nothing
1: or, that she has said in the in the recent years has, mm-hmm. you know, pointed to that. What we're talking about when we're labelling her as a reformist or labelling her ideologies as a reformist ideology is from prior to, let's say, even the most recent sentencing of hers. And with regards to that, I think we've had this conversation before where, you know, 10 years ago... Many Iranians might have thought differently, but like we've said time and time again, the goalposts have been moved, yeah. right? We, we've seen so much happen over the course of the last 10, 15 years, especially kind of post-green movement yeah. and all of that, that people's outlooks have changed on how we need to deal with the Islamic yeah. Republic. And the reality is, again, I don't know, I think with someone like Nagis, I just have a really hard time saying that we can kind of you know condemn her for some ideology that she had way back when when she's been fighting so hard for you know the the fight.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't even go that far. I mean, I would just say with the uh, you, with your for- first point, this was actually the, something that came up uh, when the deal was made for the hostage, uh, the prisoners to be released. Mm-hmm. The Americans who were in Iran who were jailed, the Iranian Americans who were then uh, released. This I saw this as well. Well, they were reformists, mm-hmm. you know, as if well, so we want them to languish in <laughs> yeah, jail exactly. in Iran for unjust reasons. I mean that that doesn't make sense to yeah. me, and, and I think in this case, I think you can say, well, I'm not sure I agree with the politics, but way to go.
1: Absolutely. cool,
0: Good for you for getting the Nobel Peace Prize, because ultimately, presumably, your goal is the same as anybody who's been fighting for freedom mm-hmm. and democracy in Iran. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know, I mean, I I guess we'd have to bring one of these people on to, who was saying that they, you were, you were telling me that there were there was somebody who was who was like tweeting that I'm, I'm happy, but I'm also disappointed yeah. because this person's a reformist. And,
1: yeah, there, yeah. Well, on Twitter, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, or X, I keep saying Twitter, but um, there was a lot of that where- you don't even know
0: what you're talking about if you say <laughs> X. You
1: have to say Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, there was a lot of, you know, I'm happy, but then at the same time, there's a part of me or a percentage of me that, you know, is questioning this because of the fact that this is still a reformist and I don't align myself with reformist ideologies. And by the
0: way, that. there was the opposite too. There Absolutely. was somebody who was a, a nigh- Person saying, "Let this be a lesson to everybody that you were attacking her before, and now she's." I mean, so there was. This was. I mean, it's it's the same way that you, um, in the same way that when somebody dies, they say, "Don't politicize the death," Mm -hmm. and some people say, "No, we should," and some. It feels like the Nobel Peace Prize being handed out now is an excuse to debate whether who was right and wrong in terms of reformism or not. Yeah,
1: and I think that actually takes away from from the win and from what the win means. Honestly, again, I don't think it's the time for you know, condemning the person and, and talking about their political ideologies and how they want to, you know, ultimately come to, to what we all want, which is for the Islamic Republic to be gone.
0: So in, in sum, in summary, the answer to the question is the Nobel Peace Prize being handed to Nagis Mohammadi yeah, a big deal, is?
1: Absolutely. All right, <laughs>
0: uh, I, I think that's true. Um, and certainly there was a lot of excitement for many Iranians around the world. Now, uh, and, and by the way, this does not mean, if we look at the example of Shirin Ebadi, mm-hmm. this does not mean that she now has some sort of impunity, that she's going to be protected, oh, that she's going to be, uh, you know, there's sometimes this idea that now that she's been, you know, given this award and she's in the spotlight, that she'll be okay. I mean, mm-hmm. what they've done with Shirin Ebadi from, you know, basically ultimately forcing her out of the country but exactly. i mean in, in terms of the the attacks and the, the the threats and all of that stuff over the years and delegitimizing her and everything again this speaks to the regime cares about this stuff mm-hmm. and so it doesn't this is not necessarily going to sadly make now I guess, mohammadi's life easier
1: no and mm. i actually think the opposite especially in her case i think it puts a bigger target on her back because she's in prison right now she's not you know out on the streets in in tehran somewhere she's actually in prison and so the access that they have to her is just so much easier to do whatever it is that they want. And we've seen time and time again that we don't necessarily know everything that goes on mm. behind those prison mm. walls, right? We get such limited information coming out of there that God knows what they can do yes. to her right now.
0: I, I name-checked Shirin Nabadi because she won the Nobel yes. Prize in 2003.
1: The first Iranian and woman. So I just thought
0: I'd show you that I know that. Yes.
1: <laughs> you didn't know that necessarily. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay, so let's go to the other item that is huge and that is dominating um, all of the news channels and much of the discussion around the world because this could actually change the world in terms of what's happening right now uh, in Israel and in Gaza. And, you know, let me just say this off the top. I cannot really speak to what's happening in Israel right now in terms of facts on the ground, the latest developments I don't even think we should try and even exactly what happened on the weekend. And certainly there is nothing more saddening and angering and deflating than seeing this footage of innocent people losing their lives for no reason in Israel. And then in Gaza, it is so hard and you you don't need me to add superficial sentiments of sorrow for the state of the world. And I don't even feel qualified to talk about the nuances of all that is happening in Israel and Gaza, but we can talk about the involvement of the Islamic Republic of Iran, specifically with Hamas. What Hamas did, uh, an attack, a surprise attack on Israel by Mm -hmm. land, by sea, all of the, you know, this stuff, and, and for example, the attack on a bunch of people at a music festival, mm-hmm. innocent people at a music festival, pretty unconscionable, and most certainly, I just wanna say implicates Iran. Have you been surprised, perhaps? I've seen a lot of support for Israel mm-hmm. uh, amongst Iranians right. around the world. Uh, leaving aside whether understandable or not, I, I thought this is an interesting moment where mm-hmm. where there's been times in history where we wouldn't necessarily see this. Right. but now we are seeing Iranians of different stripes around the world, certainly online, showing a lot of sympathy, empathy maybe, mm-hmm. support for Israel. What, uh, what Does that surprise you?
1: You know, I don't know if I would say I'm surprised, but I definitely understand it. And the reason that I understand it is because it's kind of twofold. One is we've blatantly seen the Islamic Republic's involvement in this situation. We know that the Islamic Republic is supporting Hamas. And I think a lot of Iranians are understanding that or seeing that or hearing about it. And so that is maybe making them align or feel that sympathy or empathy for Israel. That's the first part. And the second part, honestly, I think, Iranians are tired of seeing death like this whether it's in in Gaza or in Tehran or a- anywhere else in the world. I think we've been dealing with it for so long, especially or most recently in the last year and a half we've been seeing so many, you know, innocent children be killed at the hands of the Islamic Republic that mm. when we see innocent children being killed elsewhere, it's almost like, you know, it mm-hmm. it hits home a little bit differently.
0: There's some I mean there's people who've been very very clear Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, in their support for Israel and their belief in Israel as, as a democracy, as a beacon of that in the, in the region, uh, I would count Reza Pahlavi, uh, mm-hmm. the Shah, Zadeh, and, and and Yasmin Pahlavi, they went there. Right. I mean, you know, and they they so they've been very clear. This is we support Israel, and I think there's a lot of people who support them that support Israel. Mm-hmm. What so that that's no surprise that you know, but it was interesting to see. Folks, for example, that I know uh, around the world that who are not necessarily monarchists or staunch Pahlavi supporters, mm-hmm. um, tweeting or <laughs> Xing, whatever, uh, supporting uh, Israel in this moment. And part of it I wondered was you know, there's so much anger that people are so fed up with the Islamic Republic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this has been 45 years, but certainly over the last year, as we know. Right. And we know that the proclaimed enemy—I mean, there isn't the speech that Khamenei does that where he doesn't talk about the enemy—and it's usually what—it's if it's Israel. not the United States, yeah. it's Israel, exactly. right? Exactly. So the enemy of our enemy is our, friend, is our friend, right? So I wonder if there's some of that going mm-hmm. on, where it's just like—I don't know exactly what's happening in that region, but if it's if it's the enemy of the Islamic Republic, I support them, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, that that makes sense, too, actually. And the other thing is that, you know, we have leaders from Hamas just come out and kind of do a shout out to the Islamic Republic in their, um, you know, I don't know if I want to call it speeches, but whatever it is, there's been numerous that we've seen. So it goes both ways. And I think for that reason, yeah, it, it definitely is the enemy of my enemy is my friend.
0: So the other thing that's happening that the, and it's kind of like one of the precipitants for why I want to do this bonus podcast, because it it just really pisses me off. Somewhere in, I want to say it's like the American left, but it's like some, you know, it's like, we get it. The Biden administration did the deal, Mm -hmm. which included $6 billion. And now there's people, I don't know if it's because they want to, if they're actually sympathetic to Iran and the regime, and they think that's somehow progressive to be like supporting (laughs) them. I don't know. Or... Because they're so defensive about the Biden administration or the Democrats being attacked or something that they want to just, you know, clarify that these people who are twisting themselves in knots to explain that the regime in Iran could not have been behind this. Mm -hmm. It's like...
1: Who the fuck cares? I'm sorry.
0: Do you really need to know that, you know, Iranian mullahs were on the phone giving the orders to know? I mean the iranian regime itself is proclaiming itself its agenda its ideological agenda it has made transparent we want to spread our gospel yes. across the region around the world in fact and that includes hamas and hezbollah they're not making, they're not being shy about this you don't have to mm-hmm. guess this right so how you how you look at that and go well, uh, well hang on a second
1: let me let me clarify <laughs> do we know that
0: iran could possibly be behind this i mean As you say, who cares, right? And it's the same for me with the $6 billion. Mm -hmm. First of all, to those dear folks on X and et cetera saying, no, 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 the $6 billion (laughs) (laughs) is for 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 humanitarian. It was only released for humanitarian. I mean, it's just like, really? Yeah. Really, you really believe this? You really believe this? When the regime, when the when Raissi comes to New York and does the interview and says, "No, no, no, everything
1: we'll, is a humanitarian. We'll do what we want, yeah. want
0: with that money." You still, you know, no, no, that's for a humanitarian. Yeah. And, and and I mean, who even cares what it's allocated for? You give the six billion dollars goes to the regime, and the regime decides what to do with it. And um, and I even saw somebody making a technical argument about how the time between that deal and this strike was too short for the six billion to be. Oh my gosh. It's like what does that matter? The point is at least for those who want to make the argument, don't enable the regime mm-hmm. and by releasing funds or not imposing sanctions or whatever you are enabling it really it doesn't matter That's right? right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just pass by those comments and those tweets and everything else because, again, I am of the same thought. But that's that a big
0: conversation that's going on in America it, right now.
1: It really about is about whether
0: you know. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting how this strike on Israel and now the the counterstrike and all that's happening there has actually. Uh, enliven the conversation about the $6 billion, which wasn't really mm-hmm. registering that much uh, amongst non-Iranians, yeah. you know, policymakers, et cetera. I mean, there's a couple of, there's an article an editorial in the New York Times and somebody disagreed with it and whatever. But there wasn't, now it's kind of, that's becoming a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
1: But I think the the reason I'm saying I kind of skip past that is because it's one of those nuances that I feel like non-Iranians are dissecting, whereas most Iranians are, are of the same thought of, you know, the money's going to the Islamic Republic. That's all that matters. That that essentially is the biggest argument that, we, that we've been trying to have is, yeah. you know, you're giving six billion dollars to the Islamic yeah. Republic. I don't care what it is that you're saying you're giving yeah. it to them for or what it is that they're saying they're going to spend it on.
0: And you have to. It's a little bit like the Armita thing, you know? Because mm-hmm. I got some people pushing back on the essay last week and going, well we don't know the facts of Armita, didn't her mother come out and say, actually she's fine, and and y- <sighs> you, it's like you have to know how many times you've been screwed by this, how yes. many times they've lied, how many times they've destroyed lives, mm-hmm. how many times they've they've attacked innocent people. You have to know this. And uh, Iranians do know this, because people around the world, inside Iran and outside, have lived through it. Mm -hmm. To know that (laughs) $6 billion is not going to go to humanitarian aid in Iran, right? Yeah, that's exactly Uh, that And and that's actually laughable. Mm -hmm. But somehow maybe to an Iran, a non-Iranian who hasn't been living through this, they think you're kind of being stubborn or bullheaded or not open enough to, you know,
1: I think the difference is that no Iranian will ever give the Islamic Republic the benefit of the doubt. That's what it is. Whereas, and again, it's because of the experiences. It's because well, of the past. Well, some will. Some
0: will. But they they are on I'd some like level clients. At the, yeah, 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 yeah. No objective yes. Iranian, perhaps. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. All right. Anything um, else you want to add? There,
1: there was one other thing I wanted to talk about, um, and that is kind of why this is even important and why it's important that Iran is somehow involved in all this and it's kind of the bigger picture and I think it's because or you know I don't necessarily think there's a lot of people out there who think and I might be of the same view is that um you know we've seen the Israel-Saudi relations Um, kind of moving towards a very historic place. We've never seen um, them be uh, trying to engage in peace deals the way they have, to become as friendly as they have recently. And I think what's happening or what's been happening in the last couple of days is destabilizing that and um, bringing about more widespread anger in the Arab world, which is definitely going to have to have an influence on these relations. And that's something that the Islamic Republic would strongly benefit from. So to anyone who's arguing that, you know, Iran's not, or the Islamic Republic's not involved or this doesn't benefit them at all, that it absolutely does and it goes back to what you were saying about them wanting to spread the gospel well this is exactly it hmm. so just another point on this entire situation. i
0: fear for where all of this goes mm-hmm. you know first of all it's been horrendous yeah extremely distressing and sad for the people who've lost their lives but uh where this goes to now and the in the coming days as there's as it escalates mm-hmm. and potentially escalates into a war beyond the borders, uh, it's really really scary stuff and and
1: deeply saddening for sure. Uh, to
0: hard to believe that Iran, you know, if it does does escalate, won't somehow mm-hmm. be playing be involved, a role and yeah. and that's, uh, that the world will be feeling the implications of what Iranian people have felt with this regime uh, is uh, scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's our bonus podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, we're here on Thursday with our regular edition of Rook, episode 190 coming up. Thanks, Pega. Thank you. This is full time for Rook for today. Remember, you can go to our website, rookmedia.com. Thanks to the team who put this show together, Hita, Pega, Roham, Omid, Parisa Kaveh. Thank you to all of you out there supporting us and sharing our content. Subscribe if you've not done so already. Find me on
1: Instagram at Gian Gomeshi Bashin.